0: Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds. This is Lacrosse Talk, PM on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. Uh, this hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Habitat for Humanity supporting us this hour. You can get in touch with us using the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. That number is 608-785-7914 seven eight five seventy nine fourteen also on Facebook and Twitter and you could send me an email mitch at fourteen ten wzm dot com but really handy dandy nifty way of getting in touch with us here in the studio is the better hearing center talk a text line at six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four we're expecting a visit by a candidate for office uh, later this afternoon um it's actually somebody we talked to before on the show. We dis, we determined early on, I think we... we I was tr- running through all the candidates for governor in the state of Wisconsin that I've talked to because there were, at one point, 14 of them. Um, and uh, we hit nearly all, all of them, actually. The Democratic candidates for governor, obviously. We'll, and we'll, we'll be talking with Scott Walker on Monday. I believe he's going to uh, join us here on the program on Monday. But... Um, So we, we, we've talked to uh, all the candidates for governor, or Democrat, oh, nearly all the Democratic candidates for governor, um, save uh, just a couple. And I realized that we hadn't, we never got in touch with Paul Soglin, uh, who is the, the mayor of Madison is running for governor as a Democrat. And who was the other one? Then there was a couple of the the people that don't, they're not consequential in any kind of way. We didn't, we didn't talk to them. Uh, (laughs) Uh, and then there was one more. I can't think of the one. The other guy, Matt Flynn. Yeah, Matt Flynn was the other guy we didn't really have a conversation with. So we missed a couple candidates. But I realized at some point, like man, it's just going to be. It's going to like you all. You line up all these candidates and to do on air interviews with all of them and make sure, try to be fair about it. Make sure everybody's got some time. All that kind of stuff. It's just. It's a lot of work for a race that nobody cares about. no I don't say nobody cares about it and you will care about it after it's you know after the primary voting but for the most part there's just not a ton of people paying attention to the the governor's race ahead of the primary vote so we made a decision early on that we're going to track down as many of the candidates as possible get them on the air and give them a chance to uh, talk with us and um, and we I think we did a pretty good job I think we did a pretty good job we did not um, manage to get all of them that's in the state of Wisconsin now we didn't we had, um, in, in Minnesota, that's another whole giant slew of candidates. There are, and in Minnesota, they have, they have running mates. So it's not just candidates for governor, but it's their lieutenant governors as, as well. Um, and they're all paired up. So when you see your ballot on Tuesday in Minnesota, uh, you'll see they'll, they're all, and I think it's four, no, five. I think five on the Democratic side, three on the, the Republican side. On uh, The Democratic, well, and uh, Tim Pawlenty, it, it, it's it's shaken out to, to look a lot like a Tim Pawlenty versus either Laurie Swanson or Tim Walls kind of race in the fall. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Lori Swanson, Attorney General of the state of Minnesota, and Tim Walls is uh, obviously the first district congressman. So, uh, Tim Pawlenty prohibited favorite in the Republican Party. We'll see how that goes. I, I It's just, it's highly unlikely that the endorsed candidate, Jeff Johnson, and its primary voting... Republicans are in love with Tim Pawlenty. I, I just I doubt it, right? I mean, it doesn't seem like it's logical. Democratic side hard to, hard to figure, really. Louis Swanson has been a popular Attorney General within the Democratic Party. Tim Wall's a very popular candidate, a very popular Congressman in a swing district. So we'll see. That's going that's that's going to pan out a little bit differently. Anyway, so ton of candidates on both sides um, in in Minnesota. Really, just a million candidates uh, for uh, governor uh, who are Democrats in Wisconsin. However, there really is just one dude that has a cakewalk uh, on the primary, and it's Mandela Barnes, and we're going to talk with him after 5 o'clock. He is running for lieutenant governor in the state of Wisconsin on the Democratic side of the ticket. Rick Solom. Um, I think the DFL sponsored Aaron Murphy. Yeah,
1: so there's like endorsed, three. Endorsed. It's called endorsed. endorsed. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Endorsed. It's an endorsed candidate. They
1: don't, she doesn't put their name on her jersey? She does. She does.
0: Okay. She does. They're her, the, the DFL... Uh, the DFL label is squarely attached or firmly attached to her jersey. Yes. And then there's Attorney General too in Minnesota going down. Ah, uh, it's a ton of those too. Yeah, I don't know. That's it.
1: Yeah, I think that um, I did a little research. I was do. I was like, oh yeah, this thing's coming up for me next week because obviously I'm in you're a Minnesota voter, yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like looking. The one guy in in District One, he, he's got his name. It's Colin something. Now I forget his last name. Oh, here it is, Colin Meinhardt. But in quotes, he put his nickname Coke.
0: Yeah. I'm just like okay I'm not voting for you dude <laughs> I was coke calling coke my yeah heart. the other you know the other guy we kind of want to get a hold of is um and I don't know how you say his name we got to, it's either ole or ali or oli or something savior he's a democratic candidate for governor he's run previously for senate um and he's called for the impeachment of Donald Trump and and uh and having gas of uh, gas of uh, price controls on gas and um and having the oil companies pay back billions of dollars, you know, it's all this kind of stuff. So we should probably get a hold of him anyway. Just
1: and give him his five seconds. Would not it be funny if if Walker didn't get the didn't win the vote for the Republican nomination? Because there's a guy going against him.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, we didn't get him on either. No, I don't think that there's there is a, there's a point in time where it's. I mean, yeah, okay, you're right. In all fairness, that's like something we probably should do. Again, we're we're back talking about the same thing. That's I don't. There's just not a lot of people that have paid attention. to... Well, the I know I talked to
1: my friends. I'm like, Hey, do you know who you're going to vote for on Tuesday? And she's there's like, What I are you talking there's about? There's an
0: election on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, nearly. I would say 80 percent. I'd go 80 percent of people have no idea there's an election on Tuesday in either state, in Minnesota or Wisconsin. I would say either neither neither. I'd say voters in neither state really have much of an idea.
1: I feel like I was reading stories a couple of weeks ago about, because in early voting, in Minnesota was, was well, like way higher than it was two years ago, or maybe it was four years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. turnout mm-hmm. might be a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't remember what Jenny Dinkmeyer had a prediction uh, for uh, La Crosse County. What, do you remember what that was? Was like, it 18%? Yeah. Uh, something around 20, think, right? Yeah. Okay. And I think that's about right. I think it's about 20% of people who are interested in, in these races, so. That's actually uh, something to ask uh, our guest about when he comes in. Stops by about five o'clock. We're actually going to lock the door right at five o'clock, so he's not here. He's going to have to stand outside, <laughs> talk with us on the phone. They'll talk, yeah. He'll do,
1: he'll do the Governor Walker interview where he's talking right. on the phone, right? <laughs> cutting out and yeah, because there's yeah. yeah. Well, you we'll think see. Walker will do that on Monday too? He's definitely calling us from like I ninety four. right? Yeah,
2: you
0: know, you know, he's in, he's obviously going to be in his armored car, right? So he's got the armored car down I ninety four. He's on forty one, really. Terrible, I think it,
1: terrible reception. Yeah, I think it's forty one.
0: Isn't it forty one that's the problem? He always calls us from forty one, and so it's it always just this like this nightmare of reception that we're going chances are that's what's gonna happen. Is he ever in Madison? I don't think he's ever in Madison. He's Governor always, Walker like, spends some time in Madison. Does
1: he spend some time yeah, there? Because like, he's, he's always finished. somewhere else.
0: He's visiting the state. He's seeing what thing how things are going, except in the prisons, not going there. 608-785-7914, 785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talk a text line if you'd like to join us here on the air. That's how you do it. Uh, had a, a lot, a lot of conversation in the last two days about priorities and wheel taxes, pro- road spending, all that kind of stuff, and really, I got to believe there's going to be a little bit of that conversation going on at the city council meeting tonight when they're voting to authorize the spending for the new memorial pool, um, you got to believe that that's going to be part of the conversation, right? All this talk about roads and wheel taxes and potholes and fix this road and fix that road, and they're voting on 3.1 million dollars to build a new pool. And I got to believe that in when it comes to priorities, that a fair number. And I know they've already committed to this. I know the city council members have already committed to, to, to spending money on a new pool. But in light of the fact that Mayor Tim Cabot has just now proposed a wheel tax for the City of La Crosse, you've got to believe... Those people are going to be sitting there going, should we vote for this? Are we Should we really be voting for this money, for this pool? You have to believe they're going to be doing that. Yes, sir. Well,
1: they're just going to swing it like, hey, we're saving like at least a million, if not $4 million on this pool, right? Because at one point, it was like $7 million.
0: It's gotten all the way up to close to $7 million, Yeah, right? look at how
1: much we're saving. We're, we're saving the city for $4 it's, million.
0: We're saving, yeah. You, if you look at it that way, yeah, because we really should have a $7 million pool. Yeah, I, I just, it's... It can't. It, it would. It would really surprise me if there is not at some point some thoughtful city council members that sit there and say, you know, ah, uh, so about this pool, right before they vote, and just and go on the record saying, I don't know about this. I'm going to vote for. It. I don't know about it. Just to let people know that they're being in some way thoughtful about the possibility, of spending three point one. Million dollars on a swimming pool that gets used about 60 days out of a year. In light of the mayor calling for the imposition of a wheel tax in the city to fund road repairs. 608-785-7914, if you'd like to join us here on the air. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, We've had, again, some conversations about it, but the vote comes tonight in relation to the pool. Is this the ultimate question of where do your priorities lie? In recreation or in transportation? You tell me 608 785 7914. Where it comes to ground. Hi, my name is Dave Cornell. I'm one of the owners.
3: Uh-oh.
0: Uh-oh. Don't. All right, LaCrosse Talk PM on WYZ. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608 785 7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line is 608 785 7914. 79.14, this hour, brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Well, go to the phones. That's where Joe was waiting on the Better Hearing Center talking text line. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on.
4: Hey, Mitch. Yep. So I don't think that's that big of a deal that, you know, between the roads or that pool, that's just a one, that's not like a yearly charge, $3 million for the pool. Right. And then also, how come movies brought up the idea of buying a really nice pool heater for probably less than ten thousand dollars installed and then that could be used for probably another six eight weeks at least we don't have to cover it
0: (laughs) so so yeah so do you know what my understanding is that it's less about the heating and more about the personnel like they they struggle to find people to actually work the pool is my understanding and it outside of the normal summer months i mean i don't know if that's that's that wouldn't change if they had it later, but I but that's an excellent point. I, I guess that I could... Oh,
4: there's, there's plenty of people that can, you watch the pool. I mean, that's not that big of a deal. <laughs> okay. Uh, lifeguards, they the got to be lifeguards. The other to me is, how come we don't build into the park with the center and then charge them a yearly fee for road maintenance? I mean, I think the wheel tax is just... I, ju- I just don't like that idea. You know that they're going to find a way to use it for something else. You know they're going to find a way to increase it. It's just, I mean, that is a no, that's a non-starter. But we do need the lacrosse Center. It's a revenue generator. I don't know why we couldn't actually, instead of never saving any money back from the revenue generated, why can't we use that to generate revenue and then use it to fix roads, fix the center? I mean, I hope that we're not going to do this big renovation on the center, and then turn around and never save any money for repairs and be right in the same boat 15 to 20 years from now.
0: Uh I I think the idea is and I yeah I think that many people hope that Joe I think the idea is is that if the city can catch up with, <laughs> right? with de- delayed maintenance just, on roads no, okay, i am serious that's
4: just made up stuff.
0: No, I, no but 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 that's what they're trying to do. So the 10 million dollars they spent last year on roads is five times the amount that was spent. I don't know six years ago. So right, but the six idea years is that i think we
4: spending enough? What's that? I said, yeah, but six years ago, were we spending enough, or well, were we way no, behind no, on our spending? Yeah, no is the answer. How we got to this
0: point? That no is the answer to that question. That's what that's what the current leadership is trying to fix. So, and, and I don't, you know, you can debate whether that's a good good thing or a bad thing, but. The truth is is that there was delayed and deferred maintenance on basic infrastructure by past leadership on the city council and the mayor's office. They...
4: Well, I just get a little excited when people say we're spending 10 times the amount on roads we were, you know, five years ago. Yeah. But uh, if we were only spending 10 cents on roads five years ago, well, then saying 100 times more now isn't really saying anything. Yeah, it's saying we weren't spending enough before. We're still not spending enough. Where is all of well, our? Well, I know, I,
0: and I don't think that that's the thing. And I just want to make this very clear. From my understanding, that what what we're pl- what's being planned, and you can d- determine whether this sounds true to you. But w- the the goal here, the long term goal, is to again play uh, catch up on the road repair cycle, Joe. And I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Play catch up on the road repair cycle with massive amounts of investment using money out of the city's reserves. Okay, and then going forward, that amount would, would decrease to the level at which it is a sustainable level of, of road repair on an annual basis. So instead of delaying maintenance and repairs and all the, things, the other things that have to go on, you, you get yourself to a point where you can do two miles a year of the city's roads, and, or whatever, the uh, five miles a year, whatever it is, and then be on a rotation that allows you to redo roads every whatever it is, 25 or 30 years, so that you don't have these situations where, and I'm not kidding, there, is, there are patches of concrete in the city of La Crosse, and this is some of the hardest concrete in the city, but there are patches out there that go date back to, I want to say, the 30s. It, it's still, it, they're, bro, they're still there it's still there uh so I, uh, th- my understanding is that is that is the, ultimately the goal is to figure out how to catch up and then maintain that current that level of spending now again you you don't necessarily have to believe that from what or believe what they say in city hall and i don't blame you if you don't but that is the stated plan and again next dude in office can say hell no we're not doing that Let's spend some more money on uh, building a boat dock at Riverside Park, which is eventually going to happen. Let's spend some more money on, you know, you name the thing. Let's put more playgrounds in, um, in uh, let's have uh, Burns Park be a, 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 you know, a playground or something. I don't know. At some point, there's going to be change in leadership in City Hall, and that's based on the whim of the, city of the, the voters in the City of La Crosse. If you don't like the direction that the city is going down, this is no matter where you live, obviously, if you don't like the direction, you don't take your pitchforks and your torches to City Hall, you can do that. The figurative ones or the literal ones, I recommend the figurative ones because you're less likely to get arrested. What you do is you simply vote in the next batch, a newer batch, a better batch, so that they make decisions that, uh, that you can support. Again, it, it this is stated goals. I don't know it, it doesn't mean that it's that those are real goals or that they can ever be achieved. 6087857914 for some reason. All right. Carl, all right, let's go there. Carl, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, um the
4: civic center is not a revenue generator. Um they can't even do the maintenance on it. Um but yet, uh, they want the taxpayers with all their buildings to pay their taxes, keep the revenue up, or keep the buildings up. And um, I don't understand how you can let that fly that the civic center is a revenue generator.
0: Um, uh, it hasn't ever been a revenue generator. It's, a, and I appreciate the call, Carl. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it is. I mean, it, it does generate. No, 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 I'll take that back. It does generate revenue. Actually, no, it does definitely de- generate revenue. It's just not enough revenue to offset the cost of operating the lacrosse center. It's unfortunate that in, uh, you know, people have called, talked about this in the past, how the, the lacrosse center leadership has has been sort of put in the situation by, um, by frankly, by the, the past representatives on the city council. They've been put in a position to try to pretend, <laughs> that they were a privately run organization by issuing this annual report that says, Hey, we're operating in the black. You're not operating in the black. If you're deferring maintenance, that's not operating in the black. You're operating in the black. If even if you're borrowing to fund repairs, maintenance and the revenue that you have coming in helps, uh, or is enough to offset the debt service, then you're running in the black. If you're paying your debt and, you know, basically having a a balance at the end of the year, that's running in the black. You're still profitable. That's not what they are. And they never have been. 608-785-7. Well, I say never. Certainly not in the last 20 years. 608-785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter. You could send me an email. Mitch at... 1410wizm.com. This is Lacrosse Talk PM. More to come. Stick around.
4: Hey, kids. I was thinking maybe we should take your cousins out camping this summer. What do you think?
2: All oh, right, snow by the campfire.
5: Water skiing. And fishing.
4: I'm Scott from Schumacher Kitch Funeral Homes. And just like you...
0: The Cross Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. This particular hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Thanks to them. We're able to come to you this hour daily, Monday through Friday at 4 o'clock. Uh, use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line to weigh in on issues. Uh, 608-785-7914. 785-7914. Thanks so much for being here. We're talking a little bit about Again, this debate that has been um, I don't I, I don't go raging, but certainly the issue of priorities has raised its head in the last couple of days after, well, it's Thursday, so Tuesday when Mayor Cabot on this program announced that he was planning to propose a wheel tax for the city of Lacrosse to help pay for roads and sparked a lot of conversation just with that. Uh, but also led to conversations about priorities for you know, this city, your city, whatever village or town you're in. Why are why do they do the things that they do? Why they spend the money on the things they're spending money on? Now, all of that tonight, and you could uh, you could ask that about you know the new sewer plant that Holman's building for. I don't know. I can't remember what the price tag on that is, Rick. On the Holman Sewer Plant, do you remember? Is it like 12? Four, forty $12 million? Twelve million. Okay, twelve million dollars. All right. So uh, instead of paying a hookup charge to the city of La Crosse, uh, the village of Holman building its own sewer plan. So in terms of priorities, what is important, and uh, that really is center stage tonight, La Crosse City Hall, La Crosse City Council voting on a. Um, on a spending plan for a new pool for the City of La Crosse. You know, pool's open two months. Open for two months. And it's uh, $3.1 million is the spending plan they're voting on. Now there's going to be some private fundraising there. There's going to be some private private money raised for that. Um, But in light of this seemingly desperate situation, I guess, with Mayor Tim Cabot Looking at a wheel tax to pay for roads because of a lack of funding elsewhere, I mean, even he, I think, is a little hesitant to get all excited about a new memorial pool just because of that situation. So, your thought six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one. Okay, number three. Let's go there six zero eight seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. We'll go to number three. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on.
6: Are you hungry?
0: Um, actually, no. I mean, I mean, a little oh, thirsty sorry. right now, but you know. A little
7: thirsty. Okay, well, I can help you out there. <laughs> you know, you talk about wasteful spending on Fourth Street, heading north up into La Crosse Street. Yeah. They're putting in bricks between the curb and gutter to the sidewalk. Yep. Okay, now if I was going to do that. I put in cement.
0: All right. Why? Why concrete rather than bricks?
7: Well, the first thing, bricks are very expensive. A lot of labor laying them. I could have had that all laid in a day and a half.
0: Uh huh. And I, I don't. Been work, yeah. And I. And I, I hear what been you're working saying. Working
7: there all week and they ain't done yet,
0: Mitch. Yeah. Uh, it, it is just. Um, it might bear mentioning that the bricks in the boulevard are something that is repeated throughout the downtown area of Lacrosse. So that's it's basically just okay. following a design.
7: All right. Oh, they could put some uh, coloring in the concrete, red or green.
0: Uh, yeah. It, it is also it up, the bricks are also a porous surface, so there's less um, there's less runoff uh, because it you know it goes it basically the water flows through the bricks. Yeah, so then think it comes it up
7: in the, in the spring of the year. Then they pop up.
0: They I mean they can. <laughs> they had that
7: trouble up on the, on the north side where they put that in and they, the bricks started popping up and they had to rip them sure. out again.
0: Yeah,
7: uh, but well, it, it's uh, it, a lot of. They would fix yeah, right. a lot of potholes.
0: It, it, I don't think. I honestly. Do you, do you think it would really fix that many potholes if that, if that was I think concrete it been,
7: they've been working down there for a week and a half, and they ain't got it done yet.
0: Okay. And the other thing is, it's very possible that the developers are paying for that, and it's not the city. So I don't I know, know that, that, but it's oftentimes, um, you know, part of the development agreements have the developers actually paying for that and not the city. You know,
7: they they, they got. I was downtown last Saturday night and they yep. got down on 4th and Main, they got a sign up that says right lane closed ahead. Okay. Okay. I was down there this morning. The same sign is up there, right lane closed ahead, and the right lane is open.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it, now, it, okay. So are you are you for saying you're frustrated about having open lanes of traffic or they just should have gotten rid of the sign? Well, they should have got rid of taking the side can, down. Can I just suggest that it seems like your your biggest frustrations come when you when you sh- when you you come to downtown lacrosse? Is it possible you could just avoid the downtown altogether and therefore it was, not be frustrated? possible.
7: Like last okay. night, I had to come down there on a mission.
0: Oh, okay. Well, there was that, which was much right. appreciated, by the way. Uh, what
7: I'm but, saying is you think they could at least take a side down after a whole week that the right lane is open. <laughs> but now... I haven't been to the university. I'm not an engineer, so maybe right. I don't
0: understand. No, no, you uh yeah. There must you know, be, when you see a be a sign reason.
7: right lane closed ahead, you go to the left.
0: Yeah, correct? Absolutely every time. Yeah.
7: Or vice versa. Or you wait to or you wait the right lane and it's open.
0: Or you wait until the last minute and try to squeeze in too. That's the other that's yeah, the other well, one I don't like to do that. Yeah, I know you don't. I know. I know. You're kind of Norwegian nice.
7: Yeah, all right. Yeah, so. But I was just wondering you find out who's gonna pay for all those bricks. Okay. Because <laughs> I know they got to be about three bucks a piece.
0: Uh three. Those look like three dollar bricks to you. Well, the first of all, they're not really. Well,
7: you go up to Menards and look at them. They start yeah. out at a dollar and a half and go all the way up to five. Well, five I feel five,
0: like five. those those ones right there. Those pavers. Those are kind of yeah. those those cheap pavers. I don't think they're really. They're not that. They're not high end.
7: Well, then they're
0: going to deteriorate fast. Well, they they do tend to do that, yeah. With uh, with enough. Well, yeah, you, they... you
8: check on All right,
0: go. I I will, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, seven eight five seventy nine forty. When I first came to Lacrosse, trying to count the years now, it's been a few. Uh, when I first came to Lacrosse, though, there, and I know I know that a lot of you are going to talk about the good old days in downtown Lacrosse, but I've been in and around La Crosse in the area for um, for a number of years now. And um, when I first came, there wasn't any bricks in the boulevards anywhere. Um, there wasn't any of those uh, ornamental lamp things. There, uh, the trees were kind of miserable and wilting, and um, there was uh, tons of empty storefronts everywhere, and nobody was living in downtown. Well, there were a few people living in downtown La Crosse, but the places were pretty crappy. Uh if you look at that and I I don't I'm not suggesting that this is this is a panacea for the economic health of anything but if you look at it then and you look at it now uh and I the bricks are probably not the reason why things are look much more much healthier than they were then but that was part of it the bricks were a big part of it uh, it was the it was the uh, downtown renovation rejuvenation kind of era. Uh, I want to say like 90, uh, 96, 97, something like that. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. I will find out though. I I will find out uh, how much the bricks cost. Cause I don't know the answer to that question. How come this disappears every time? I'm having I'm struggling, Rick. I'm struggling. Uh, I got Eric though. Let's go to let's go to Eric first. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on.
8: I know this is none of my business because I don't live in Lacrosse, but I travel there quite a bit, and I've I don't I have not traveled every street of Lacrosse, but I will tell you the intersections, they are the worst. That is the number one thing between uh Rosie Boulevard and West Ham, by Kmart, I think that's West Avenue. I'm not sure, but they cross each other. Go up the hill up there. That intersection is bad. 4th Street and uh, La Crosse Street, that intersection is horrendous. I uh, There are many more there. Another thing that really bugged me when I uh, was take my brother down to La Crosse, I go down to, uh, down to Kmart on the south side, or uh, Walmart on the south side. The engineers designed that street, put these manhole covers right in the lane of the right hand uh, wheel of your vehicle. and uh, it's impossible. Boom, 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 all the way down there. Mm-hmm. By far the worst street in La Crosse, in my view, is La Crosse Street. That is a disaster. A, a close second, or maybe first, would be Third Street. The point that... What really gets me is they have all these beautiful buildings down there, and they want all these tourists to come there, but all these hot-shot people that want to bring big money in La Crosse, they got to go travel a lumber trail to get where they're going.
0: A couple of of state highways you just mentioned there, but uh, that's a point taken. I appreciate the call. 608-785-7914. Eric also hasn't uh, apparently been to the intersection of La Crosse and uh, 4th Streets recently because now that has been at least temporarily fixed. And um, you can really lean into that turn, by the way. If you're on a bike, if you're on a motorcycle, you can really lean into that turn. Now that you couldn't do it before, but if you want to like if you're going east off of um if you're going east off of uh at that intersection lacrosse and uh third and fourth street, Copeland right there, if you're if you're heading east up up lacrosse street, you can get a good running start at that turn and just really just just get rub your knees on the pavement. It's awesome. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. I don't that's apropos to nothing. But anyway, Joe, let's go there. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, what's the deal with this porous surface stuff? I mean, I see they're doing it with the blacktop in the road yep, too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so. Yep. Well, let me let well, me tell what you. What I noticed with it is
4: yep. it's like uh, they've done it over here, all in town on East Avenue. Okay. Sure. And it's the idea that they make like a less dense. Blacktop, and then the mm-hmm. water is supposed yep. to flow down through that to yep. break a rock and into the ground instead of into the sewer. Mm-hmm. So, yep. what I've noticed is it ends up being about the consistency of Rice Krispie treats. Mm-hmm. And then, as soon as the plow truck goes over it, they just peel off layer after layer of it.
0: Yeah, to plow the point Where? Yep. Yeah, plow drivers are not real happy with it. Um, I, I think that they're I, – I don't know what the recent conversations have been in City Hall about the – the. Uh, and I can't remember what it's called, but it is a porous asphalt, essentially. And the idea was what you just described, to keep – to divert water from the storm sewer. Um, and it's in a number of places in the city, and you're right, plow drivers are not Well, you know, what ha- I've seen,
4: Mitch, what I think is really neat – Yeah is when they're redoing a lot of these houses and stuff like that or the buildings in town in the areas where the sewer is bad uh, or can't flow as much, what they're doing is they dig out an area alongside and they put in this giant cement tank, and it has, like, different sections in it. And then the water gets diverted to that and can fill up in there and spill over, fill up, spill over, until Mm -hmm. that tank's completely full, and then it slowly sends it out into the sewer. That would be money you know, better spent than putting rice krispie treats down in all the roads
0: that get peeled up after a year or two. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it seemed like it a, a bit of an experiment that stuff. I don't know how much farther they're going to go with the uh, porous asphalt, but I think it's a it's a you know, it was a, it was a good intention. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. If you'd like to join us here on the air, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. The idea was to do exactly what Joe described: is to, to divert water from the storm sewer into the ground. Um, there are a number of places in the city where they replace streets with, with this uh, asphalt, this porous asphalt stuff. It is more expensive. I, I've not, I don't, I haven't heard recently if that, and it was part of the complete streets plan too, if I'm not mistaken, or I, maybe I, I'd have to look that up again, but I don't know if that's continues to this day. There was an advocate in city hall for it and he's since retired. So, I'm I'm not sure if that is, is that something that are continuing? There's a couple of things. I mean, if you look at some of the things, changes, uh, street, uh, uh, renovation projects that have occurred in the city of La Crosse, a couple of things they've missed on. And that happens anywhere. So those of you who live in Holman, you're, you're obviously aware of, um, what is it? Uh, County MH, right? Was it MH? MH where they had the problem with the Ripley, uh, pavement that they finished last year. And then it was County crews and, and, uh, or was a private contractor? Whatever the story was, I don't remember. Anyway, it was a project involving the county of Lacrosse, the village of Holman. And they screwed it up. You know, they had to come and redo it. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes make, taking shortcuts aren't really shortcuts. You know, sometimes, sometimes rushing a job doesn't really uh, pay off. And uh, there were a number of crosswalks that the city of Lacrosse, well intentioned had these uh, this dyed concrete, this red-dyed concrete that wound up just deteriorating and and causing all sorts of problems. And they've had to, in some cases, replace crosswalks, but in all cases saying they're never, never going to do that again. And a lot of this stuff, I don't know if there's real-time evaluations that happen with some of these construction projects, these road construction projects. Uh, all right, 608-785-7914. Hey, once again, on the Crosstalk PM here, uh, we got um, Mandela Barnes who's going to show up in the studio, and uh, we'll talk about everything but his race for lieutenant governor because we're certainly not talking about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, go to, we'll go to Greg next. Greg, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on.
6: Hi. Um, so I had a question. I, uh, I work at Aquinas High School, and um, obviously you see that they're rebuilding the road on Cass Street there. Um, what is the deal with the, the sidewalk coming out so far into the road there? You know what I'm seeing? Ever seen that on most of the streets lately?
0: Oh, the bump outs. Yeah. The, yeah. the idea it's, is just to it help people cross the street. It's, it, it, right.
6: it's just like, how are supposed both cars supposed to fit in that little tiny area, you know?
0: <laughs> oh, what? Is that a problem? <laughs> yeah. I know.
6: Just, you know with a lot of, like, uh, my bosses and the principals there, they just think it's just crazy of how far out into the road that comes out. Yeah,
0: it's, it, it, they, it, you know, honestly, I know this just sounds, sounds dumb when I say it out loud, but you, you get used to it after a while. Uh, I mean, it it is yeah. it is kind of, it's a little bit difficult and boggles the mind a little bit. And, again, this is one of those things that the snowplow drivers just can't stand. But, oh, my um, God, yeah. But have you well, now? Have you gotten? Have you had feedback from administration on these things already? Well, my boss, I'm a
6: custodian there. He said he went to one of the city meetings to try to talk with them to get them to change that and not do what they were going to do because they said during the school year it's just kids trying to cross that street there. I just they, they're all against it not thinking it was a great idea. All right. So, but it's obviously too late now. They got it. Yeah. Cemented out, you know, just got the deal with it now. So pretty and much, and kind I of always wondered what what the deal was with that. Never knew why. Yeah.
0: So, no, and and yeah. it is. And I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. But yeah, that's what that is. And and that is going to be in every major road construction project. You're going to see um, that is going forward within the city of Lacrosse. Again, part of the master plan is pedestrian and uh, bicycle improvements. Essentially, those are those are in the plans. Um, not not. Snowplow drivers not huge fans of those. No. As you can imagine. So you got a street, street, straight, street, and then suddenly a little bump comes out. Uh not real conducive to snowplow health, I would say. Let's see here. We have Dan. Got time for Dan. Let's go there. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on.
6: Hey, Mitch kinda stole my thunder there. Uh <laughs> the snowplow drivers, they get bored, you know, after they after they're plowing for like 8 hours straight in a snowstorm and they need something to wake them wake them up so when they hit one of those bump outs they're good for another 3 or 4 hours
0: <laughs> that sounds that sounds pretty accurate actually i appreciate the call thanks so much 608-785-7914 if you'd like to join us here on the air again 785-7914 that's the better hearing center talk and text line Uh, We'll get more of calls coming up. We do have uh, a little business here I want to take care of uh, before we go too much farther. Uh, As you probably know, or you probably know somebody, or you may be that somebody yourself who has had uh, electrical projects around the house that need, you know, some getting to. Uh, I do. And that's why I called Mr. Electric. They were recommended to me by a friend who had a really good experience with them, And we all have some sort of things that need to be addressed. And I do in my house. Um, I mean, I've I've got bathroom fans that need installing. I have some outlets that need changing. I have some questionable, obviously, amateur electrical work that was done in the past. So my wife made an appointment with Mr. Electric. They got us in on the schedule right away because that's what they do. And they also do some really wonderful customer service and interaction when they do come out. Riley was the guy, the electrician that looked at our house, and he was absolutely great. I mean, thorough, thorough. Uh, dealt mostly with my wife. He took the time to explain to her not only what we would need to deal with some electrical issues, but but why and and how they were going to do it. Just an absolute revelation in dealing with an electrical contractor. Now, at the end of the visit, we got a complete itemized list of all the things we would need to do or we might want to do and uh, still working through that list. And I'll let you know how it goes. But give Mr. Electric a call see what they can do for you. Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around.
8: On WYZM, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM, more great talk is
4: coming up. We know you don't want to need us, but when you do, we're there.
9: He worked in the motor pool during Vietnam, and he came back to buy the business from his Uncle Lyle, and that's where Don's Towing and Repair was created.
8: Don and Amanda from Don's Towing and Auto Repair, on where it all started and what they do. I did a certain level of uh, repair work and you became very good at doing that level of repair work.
9: A lot of times people don't recognize that we do auto repair because everybody knows Don's Tow Trucks. They see them everywhere on the streets. They don't recognize that we do auto repair. It is a big part of what we do. We believe in a polished product. When we When your vehicle leaves our shop, it is taken care of.
8: Towing, repair, and everything in between. They do it at Don's Towing and Auto Repair.
4: I hope I never have to see you, but if I do, I'm AAA certified. Be sure to ask for Don's.
9: People really don't know what branding is,
4: it focuses on the heart of your business.
9: It makes it hard for people to forget about your business if you do it correctly.
5: Midwest Family Broadcasting.
9: There's a lot of value in being very consistently talking to folks and letting them know who you are, what you are. Really, that's branding. It is definitely a better way to build your business.
4: If you're looking to brand your business and make that investment, the company that you work with is vital.
1: All you have to do is go online and you can find 100 companies that will say, we brand your business.
9: But if you don't do branding right, it can be a cliche. Bottom line is,
4: you have to do it right, because if you don't, you're just wasting your money.
9: There's nothing more important
4: to us than our advertisers success and that's why it is so awesome to have these great
9: success stories just call one of our
0: lacrosse talk p.m. and w.i.s d.m. i 608 is the number 785-7914 the better hearing center talk and text line that's how you can reach us here on the air this hour brought to you by pearl street brewery and lacrosse Pearl Street Brewery, those folks always up to something great in the community. Find out exactly what it is by downloading their free app. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. In the studio for a little while this afternoon, he's on his way to an event here in Lacrosse, Crosse, but uh, stopped by the studio to talk about uh, the upcoming uh, primary on Tuesday, Medela Barnes, uh sitting in in the studio. Thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. Oh no, appreciate you having me. It's great to have you here. I mean I know that you uh you were just telling me off the air this is your this is your final road trip. This is the
2: final road trip. Do you have you counted the miles? Uh yes. Um well, it's just written down. I don't I gotta remember where my car started. <laughs> <laughs> same car? Yeah, same car, same car. I gotta remember where we were at the odometer when we first started. All I right. Can figure so that
0: out. <laughs> uh he is on the actually we've talked to him on the air um prior, and that was at our um it was at, I think that was at our Pro Street Brewery live show, as a matter of fact, but that was on the phone. So we invited him into the studio. He's on the ballot as a Democrat in that lieutenant governor's race. And it is potentially kind of competitive. Uh, so we'll find out what he thinks about maybe that race. But also, you know, the turnout is huge, right? And in the primary... I don't know, twenty percent, something like that. Well, that's
2: the thing; is it's so unpredictable what the yeah. turnout will be. Uh, but we're looking at about five hundred thousand uh, to come out at least for this primary. The energy <laughs> is there, yeah. and we have eight different candidates also who are who are carrying a message and, and talking to people who may not typically vote in uh, midterm primary elections. So I think uh, we'll get at least five hundred thousand.
0: Okay, so we'll talk about uh, that th- those aspects of the campaign, the turnout um, issues, and and uh, getting people interested in in primary voting, which. I mean, you know this. They're not really at, not much. It's they, summer, they, you know, it's, it's the middle of it's August. It's summer. It's you August. Got people exactly right. College, you got
2: yeah. people out of town finishing up their last uh, vacation. So it's it's tough. Yeah, uh,
0: it just it's yeah, it is. It's tough. It is summer. Summer's a tough month to have a any kind of election, but a primary election and as big of a deal as especially the governor's race is, as big of a deal as that is, it's we've had you know, and we've talked to. I was just. It, it's hard to ca- talk to all of the candidates. We've talked to almost all of them. And it's hard to generate enthusiasm among anybody right now. So, yeah, it's still a big deal. But but I, it probably won't be a really big deal until after. after I, I think a
2: lot of people because and it's funny because there being so many candidates for governor. I think that actually makes more people check out because oh, yeah, I don't want to deal with this. This is just too much. Yeah, it's too it's it's too, many, too many. many overwhelming time. for yeah. a lot of people.
0: All right. Mandela Barnes just told all those Democratic candidates to quit the race. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not true. Uh, we'll, But we'll talk with him and we'll get more of your thoughts. Uh, 608-785-7914. Or some of your thoughts, rather, on that upcoming uh, Tuesday primary voting. 785-7914. The Better Hearing Center talk and uh, text line. That is just around the corner. Uh, we do have uh, more of the same in terms of your forecast uh, looking ahead. it uh, It appears to be Pretty much just uh, mid-80s throughout the weekend with some sun. It did get a little bit higher than, a little warmer than than we expected today, 89, um, but 85 tomorrow. And then pretty much high 80s for Saturday and Sunday as well with plenty of sunshine. You may have to water the grass at some point. 608-785-7914, La Crosse Talk PM. More to come. Stick around. For WisdomNews.com, I'm Drew Kelly.
1: Stay informed. Follow Wisdom on Facebook and Twitter for the latest developments.
0: All right, Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM. i Mitch Reynolds. We're in the studio with Mandela Barnes. We'll get to him in just a minute. I, I, just after this word about Bion Service Center on Jackson Street in Lacrosse, uh, folks, I mentioned this earlier this week. I, I um, am super glad that the mechanic who works on my boat is not the same mechanic who works on my car because the boat still is struggling, but my cars never do. And that's because I take them to Buy-On Service Center on Jackson Street in La Crosse. I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of repair it is. It can be a front-end repair, and obviously there's a lot of front-end damage that people sustain when driving around the streets of La Crosse because of all the potholes. It can be, you know, air conditioning, transmission. I've had my cars in there for all sorts of stuff. No matter what it is, they're going to take care of you the way they take care of me. And, boy, I tell you what, they take care of me really, really well. That's been my experience. It will be yours, too. Folks, that's why they're my mechanic for life and why I tell people all the time, the only place in La Crosse, I'll take my cars for repairs, service, and maintenance. It's Bion Service Center. Just go there and tell them Mitch Reynolds sent you.
9: When I'm out and about, people will ask me, do people still get monuments when they're cremated?
0: Sheila
4: Weezer, owner of La Crosse Memorials.
9: Of course they do. Cremation doesn't take the fact away that you lived. Recently a lady and her husband came and they lost their daughter and she saw this beautiful heart and angel monument and she's, oh, can we make that work somehow for cremation? I said, sure we can. We adjusted the base, changed the base around a little bit and we ended up with this really beautiful monument for cremation. Even if
4: your loved one has chosen cremation, Lacrosse Memorials has family columbariums that house family urns in beautiful granite structures. Stop by and see a columbarium as well as other options for cremation memorials. Lacrosse Memorials, just south of Valley View Mall on Highway 16, on Facebook and at
9: lacrossemonument.com. You know, cremation doesn't take away memories. They're still there.
0: Lacrosse Talk PM on WY's EMI. Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. 785-7914, the Better Hearing Center. Talk a text line. Call in or text in. Either way you get in, send me a text uh, for comments or questions. For our current guest in the studio, for those of you on Facebook Live, already know he's here, Mandela Barnes, sitting in, running for lieutenant governor on the the ballot uh, as a Democrat. Obviously, there's now I, you know, I say obviously, but is there another candidate that's running against Rebecca Clayfish? Do you? I don't even know.
2: Oh no, she doesn't have a primary she opponent. Doesn't have, she doesn't have a primary opponent. No, she oh, doesn't okay. have a primary opponent.
0: Because Rick, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you say that Scott Walker does have a primary opponent?
2: Yeah, I think his name is Robert Meyer.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Yeah, I can't wait until until that guy wins, come Tuesday. <laughs> can you can
0: you look funny. him look him up? See, I don't I don't know anything about him. I just I, frankly I forgot that there was somebody else on the ballot.
2: All right, so we'll figure that out. That Rick. happens in my race a little bit, too, sometimes. Yeah,
0: okay. So you just got the one guy. So Kurt Kober is the guy who's, who you're running yep. against. Um, and tell me a little bit about like, what, you, what you've heard. So we haven't heard anything. We've had right. no information about Kurt. Nothing that's on social media, nothing in regular media sources. There's been no news releases. There's been no activity in any kind of way about Kurt Kober. What's going on with that race? Well, so that's the
2: thing. That's the reason I'm actually here today. Okay. We were supposed to have a debate, but no. we are the only uh, campaign that accepted the invitation. To have the debate, uh, so that's why I'm here hearing lacrosse today. But it, it's turned out wonderful. It's turned out beautifully. Uh, but I mean, he's a guy. He's nice enough, dude. Right? Yeah. I got nothing bad to say about. But are you
0: him. calling him out right now because he's he 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 skipped a, skipped out
2: on the debate? Well, that's just the reality of it. Yeah. You okay. know, I came here for a debate. There will not be a debate. So it's gonna be. It will now be a meet and greet. Um. But I mean, he hasn't lived in the state in, uh, over a decade, so that's why a lot of people right. oh, are are unfamiliar with him.
0: So he hasn't. He hasn't. What was? So he just moved back to run last for the senate. Governor?
2: No, to run for governor. Actually, oh, he was running for governor last year. I don't have bad things to say about the guy. <laughs> these are just. This is nothing negative. These are all. These are all things that are just. <laughs> these right. are, this is just all, all fact. Right. Like all all right. there is nothing. This, this, that's, right. that's not an opinion. Right. This is not my opinion of him. These Kurt are,
0: Kober is a carpet bagger. He should have <laughs> been the state to run for governor.
2: <laughs> I mean, he he lived here at one point. He's yeah, real, right. He's from sure, Sheboygan, no, I get it. All right, and he is from Sheboygan, right? Yeah, he's, okay. but he's okay. been in California for okay. over a decade. And remind us, because you have a
0: background in the legislature, uh, you were um, and used uh, the 11th district, right? And represented yes. that district for for two terms in two the legislature. Terms. When was that
2: again? I got elected in 2012, yeah. and uh, yeah, so served two terms, 13 to 17. So, in relation to other the hist in the history of the legislature, um, are were you?
0: How, where do you rank among the youngest to, to serve in that office?
2: Uh, So actually the year that I got elected, there were three 25-year-olds <laughs> that got elected at the same time. So I was, and I was the oldest 25-year-old.
0: Really? And, that year?
2: Yeah. The, okay. In 2012. And wow. actually there was another in a special election uh, who was 20, we were 26 by then. He was also 26 okay. uh, when he came in and. Fred Kessler, who's currently in the Assembly, got yeah. elected in 1960, he was 20 and was sworn in on his 21st birthday Okay, 61. He's still in the legislature. Yeah, he is. Uh, he t- he t- well, no, you're thinking about Fred Risser. Okay. This is Fred Kessler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Fred Kessler took a, some time off. He ran for Congress. He became a judge. Then I guess he, uh, his wife is an appellate court judge, and he got bored at home and <laughs> ran for the Assembly again in like 2000.
0: Yeah, because Risser's been in there since the
2: 50s. So Risser is the he's longest a, serving yeah. legislator in American history.
0: Yeah. Which is just bizarre. Which is... Ben L. Barnes in the studio with us. I, I, so let me ask you about what is uh, the, what is the issue, the biggest issue in terms of uh, of the primary vote coming up on Tuesday, not the issue in your race, mm-hmm. but the issue in terms of the election itself, the democratic process. It's got to be the lack of turnout, right?
2: Well, that's the thing. You look at uh, 2016, we didn't lose because Donald Trump was super popular. He got 6,000 fewer votes than Mitt Romney. The problem is we didn't match turnout from four years prior. Uh, So that's why this campaign, and and Democrats in general, uh, from August 15th through November 6th, our focus shouldn't be on trying to flip the Obama-Trump voters, because you know if they're still with him at this point, it's very unlikely uh, that we'll reclaim them. But we have a better opportunity uh, to flip the Obama no-show voters, the people who voted in 2008 or 12, but I didn't see a reason to come out in 2016. That's what our focus has to be. And we don't get those voters by saying, "Hey, you know, Scott Walker's bad." We don't get those voters by saying, "Hey, we're Democrats." Uh, is, there's a blue wave. We get those voters when we talk about a real plan to improve uh, the lives of people across the uh, state of Wisconsin. Do
0: you feel like that's the same strategy that the rest of your party is using or following, or do you are? Well, that's that some... why I want to be on this ticket. Okay.
2: That's why I want to be on the ticket. I want to make sure that that is a, a, that is what we're doing.
0: Hmm. Who are the voters that? Who are the p- voters in the Democratic Party? Who would have voted for Democrats? Maybe not in the Democratic Party, but who are the voters who stayed home?
2: Well, you had younger voters who stayed home. You had mm-hmm. voters in communities of color that stayed home. Uh, there was not a strong showing from Milwaukee, Racine, and when people ask me, "Well, why didn't they show up to vote?" I'll say, "Well, why didn't the candidate show up to the voters?" Because <laughs> that's the that's the uh, that's that's the bigger problem.
0: Still a curiosity, isn't it? Still is doesn't Doesn't really never really made sense. No, no, yeah, I know. Uh, well, I and I don't know what we're expecting statewide. I know that our county election um, uh, um, clerk, uh, county clerk, county, what's her, what is her title again? What's her? Ti- Rick, give me help me out here. Jenny Dinkmeyer, what's her title? County something. Give me a minute. All right, <laughs> uh, whatever. She, I think she predicted something like eighteen percent turnout in in the county, which is, do you get a good sample of voters if the turnout's 18 to 20 percent are you getting a good subset to by which to i mean draw a, a you know a, a valid um conclusion about the candidate that you oh, picked no,
2: I, I don't think so mm. i don't think so we should always uh shoot for the highest turnout possible but
0: well right so so here's the question then in the governor's race and I don't know how you feel about your—how do you feel about your race? Do you feel like you're doing pretty well?
2: Oh, we've been—you uh you know, we've got over—we got 30 of 50 Democrats in the legislature who've endorsed a whole lot of uh, local endorsements, mm. uh you know, different newspapers, uh, and, uh you know, the support, the grassroots support is there. We have the actual—we have more donors, mm. uh we have more volunteers, we have more just people who stepped up to support this campaign. So yeah. we do feel really good, um, okay. but— yeah, you know, we're running against a, a self-funder, so that's always a little unpredictable. Who knows how much he's put a quarter million of his own money into the race uh, to try to buy an election? So,
0: but we haven't. Okay, so back to that again. Kurt Kober is the other uh, candidate on the Democratic in the Democratic Party running for go, running for lieutenant governor. Um, we haven't heard anything from him. So, mm-hmm. where is he spending that? You, you, I think you said he's, he's raised over or he's, he's lent himself over two hundred thousand dollars. Where has he spent that money?
2: No, there's there's some digital stuff I know he spent on, and you know I I okay (laughs) maybe he (laughs) hasn't spent it at all. All right, well we'll find out. Uh,
0: So so here's the question: if if you've got twenty percent turnout on Tuesday, which is I think probably a good guess for the state, that's fair, and you have, um, and I think that there. I don't remember how many are actually on the ballot, but I mean, there's eight that are supposed to be eight Democratic candidates for governor who are actually
2: well. All ten are on the
0: ballot All right, te- okay, all ten are on the ballot. Well, only eight are all right. actively campaigning. So, if you have all ten of those on the ballot, and um, you know twenty percent show up to vote, and say, I don't know, Kelda Royce winds up being the winner, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know what's going to look like at this point. Can are do you as a Democrat? Do you feel pretty positive that she? Is able to to potentially win in November?
2: Uh, It is my position that any Democrat that comes out of this primary uh, will be the next governor of this state. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that any Democrat in the primary could become the next governor of our state, Uh, but the one that can pull this off in a crowded field of eight, the one that can distance themselves Mm -hmm. uh, in front of the the voting public uh, will be one that I'm confident uh, that has the strength to take it home in November.
0: Matt Flynn said this about, uh, let's get Mandel Barnes in the studio with us. Uh, Matt Flynn said this um, about uh, Tony Evers, who has pulled way ahead of everybody so far, um, that uh, Governor Walker would eat him for lunch. Uh, I think, wh- I'm paraphrasing, but essentially what he said.
2: No, it's th- what he said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said.
0: And uh, called him Republican light. Yep. Uh, do you think other... Candidates in that race feel the same way about Tony Evers.
2: I do not think people feel that way about okay. uh, Tony Evers. Okay, just math yeah. It's they're five days ago, and people you know yeah. pull out whatever lintons left in the pockets. Mm. I like that phrase, by the way. I may use that. Are it's we yours?
0: Yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll use that. Uh, so, um, who do you think wins?
2: So, there's no, I, I don't know. Right. I don't know. It's a crapshoot. Yeah. There are eight people running. Yeah, but uh, it's tough.
0: Okay, do you think that we can? Is the is the poll that we saw? I don't know, two three weeks ago, whatever it was. Is that is that an indicative of where that race is still?
2: So that's the thing. Uh, the poll, all the polling, regardless of how you feel about the polling, yeah. it's all been fairly consistent. Yeah. So I don't have a reason to question that poll versus the other polls, and typically candidates when you know you receive polling that is unfavorable and people have enough money to put their own poll in the field so typically when there is some unfavorable polling they'll try to hurry up and get something else out there real quick that shows otherwise and you know i had a conversation with one of the people who was no longer in the race and he just said it just didn't didn't make sense to continue hmm. all
0: after right after his own internal poll sure I, um, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I'm I'm curious whether you think, and I mean, um, while I have you in the studio, and we just have t- a couple minutes, but um, the that you uh, you mentioned something about the blue wave. Is is that real or is it not real?
2: Well, it could be real. And on part, big part of my stump speech, I said, well, we only get a blue wave if everyone makes a splash. I mean, that means people have to be active. We can't just we can't just sit here and expect it to happen, right? Uh, because. You know public opinion is on our side because there's a, a national uh, movement where because across the country people are more energized. If we just sit here and just hope it happens, we're going to repeat 2016 all over again. We expected Hillary Clinton to become the next president, and that didn't turn out in our favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't expect uh, Governor Walker to become the victim of an unfavorable uh, midterm election season. We actually have to get out there and work. We have, to talk t- we have to talk to people, and we have to talk about our ideas. And A big part of this campaign is ideas, energy, and organizing. That's how we get it done.
0: All right. Last thing, and I, I'll, I'll let you go. I know you get to get to something, but um, I'm curious. Uh, I, know, I think you get this question a little bit on the campaign trail. Mm-hmm. If, uh, Lieutenant Governor of the Constitutional Office, if you our elected lieutenant governor, and Scott Walker is elected governor, is that is that possible? It's not possible. So the universe will not explode at that point? No, I wish. Okay.
2: I, w- I, w- I wish. Um, so in th- you only run independently in the primary. Okay. In the general, you're paired. Uh, I would favor running uh, completely independently.
0: Mm. But that's not the way it works in Wisconsin.
2: Not the way it works in Wisconsin. Fair enough. All right. He's a candidate
0: for lieutenant governor in the state of Wisconsin, Mandela Barnes. I appreciate you coming in. Thanks yeah, so much. Happy to be here. Thanks All for right. having me. Absolutely. Enjoy your time in La Crosse. Uh, he'll be here hanging out and uh, meeting friends. And uh, uh, and the, y- yes, Rick, I'm sorry, Rick. Yes, please.
1: We got to get it in. He's, he's going to Bodega at six, right? I mean, and then they're going to have a couple of beers and then walk over to the Blue Baby, right? That's, that's the plan. Right. <laughs> I have to walk to the Blue Baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you might visit the Blue Baby. Thanks a lot for coming in. Hey, thank you. Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. You're listening to The Titan
8: of Talk. Mitch Reynolds and Lacrosse Talk PM continue after this. I had the well, I home Like a
3: stone. And I feel hate.
0: Lacrosse Talk PMWI, ZMI Met Rennes, 608 7914 If you'd like to join us here on the air, that's the Better Hearing Center. Talk and Text Line. This hour brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery and Lacrosse. Thanks to them, we're able to bring you this program daily at five o'clock. Between five and six, Pearl Street Brewery taking care of us. Uh and creating extraordinary beverages while they're doing it. 608 7857 Mandela Barnes in the studio with us last uh, uh, the last 20 minutes, or the first 20 minutes of the hour, talking about um, not as much that race as the um, turnout and whatnot in the upcoming primary. I mean, the takeaway from that is really just that people got to vote, you know. I mean, if you want to have a say in the elections, you got to vote. And, you know, this is this is an interesting election because, of course, the Kevin Nicholson and Leah Vukmir—oh, uh, Leah Vukmir is in town on Saturday, by the way. She'll be here, too. She won't be in the studio because I'm not on the air on Saturday, but I will. I'll be at the Republican headquarters to uh, talk with her. So, looking forward to that. Um, Leah Vukmir and Kevin Nicholson, that race obviously uh, drawing a lot of interest among Republicans. But one of the points that uh, Barn, uh, Mandela Barnes had made off the air in relation to that crazy Democratic governor's race, he didn't call it crazy. I just did is that they've got so many candidates and there's 10, there's going to be 10 on the ballot, even though eight are actually in the race and two dropped out. There's still 10 candidates on the ballot. The problem is that there's, it's it's too many for people to be interested in. You can't get interested in a race where there's 10 people on the ballot. The Democrats essentially gave them a, gave themselves a, just an untenable situation in terms of the number of candidates to come up with the best candidate. Now, Barnes in here, Mr. Barnes in here a little while ago said that he thought anybody coming out of this primary has the po- highest possibility of beating uh, Governor Walker. But I would submit that that a stro- the strongest candidate for Democrats would have been if you would have had three candidates, maybe, and then you could have really gotten a sense for who was generating enthusiasm. So... At this point, I have no reason to believe it's not going to be Tony Evers coming out of Tuesday's primary. And uh, I think that of the top four candidates, I think he's probably the weakest in relation to uh, someone to generate enthusiasm among the Democrats' base. But we'll see. And I, you know, obviously I was surprised just like everybody else so that NBC News poll finding that um, Walker might be an underdog in that particular race. I, It's that... Just doesn't seem like that's the case. It seems like you know, if you're if you're voting with your pocketbook, and most people do, just not a ton of things to, for most for a lot of people in the state of Wisconsin, not a ton of things to be disappointed in, if you're voting with your pocketbook. I mean, you just got hundred bucks back for each kid you have. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. All right, let's get to the phones here. We got people waiting. Uh, let me go to Gary first. Gary, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah,
3: Mitch. I just heard the blue wave that individual, and one thing I can't understand is I've been watching the the candidates and and what have you over the past two years or year and a half. Um, why aren't the Democrats following? I mean, I know they hate the guy, but why don't they at least follow the example of Trump? I mean, look what this guy's done. Why don't the Why don't we put somebody on the blue wave to generate this? energy and get you know rent out a stadium of a football stadium or something and start getting you know hundreds of thousands of people in there have you seen the crowds trump is pulling in why don't they do that and give a message and generate this stuff around the blue wave because i mean what is there why don't they do that i don't understand well i mean
0: we are i think we are talking about couple different races here this is a governor's uh, you know primary no, race no, Trump I don't know what you're ta- doing
3: that with the race for the uh, for the Republican party in November you are talking about November I hope
0: right Yeah right so maybe I, not Yeah oh, I, oh, I, I guess
3: I'm, maybe not what, what are you I, talking I guess about? I don't understand with
0: what the blue wave isn't that November Yeah, or not? but I don't understand what you're saying how can a state race be like a national campaign I don't understand that how, how are we okay, going to run out I of stadium?
3: I'm, I'm wrong. I thought you guys were talking about the upcoming race in November. We, the, we are, the, we know, are the, talking the,
0: the, about the upcoming race. It's just, this is not, these are not national campaigns. We're talking about people that are representing, you know, I mean, I don't know if Governor Walker can fill a okay, stadium, I, much I, less I'm anybody confused.
3: else. See you around.
0: Is he just saying, like,
1: Trump's going state to state, like, campaigning for whoever runs for governor? Like, he was just—he crashed the
0: Ohio— Oh, was he suggesting that Democrats bring in somebody, like, too?
1: Yeah. Oh, like maybe. I see. My... And Obama's done that, totally. right? He, he didn't do that for anyone in Wisconsin or Minnesota. He's got a big list out on Twitter. You can go look it up of who he's endorsing. Is that the word? Sponsor Endorsing. Um, but is, not, is he no, is he doing that? You know, yeah, he did that while you were you know you know running a, a muck on the East Coast. He he put out a list oh, of, no of people he's. No, I did not know that. That's interesting. Us, uh, uh, somebody in Iowa, yeah, and nobody in Wisconsin or Minnesota.
0: Okay, he so. doesn't like any of them. That's all there's to it. Uh, so I think what the what, what the caller was getting to, and I, I misunderstood. I, I agree. I, he he is not suggesting that a politician could do that. He's suggesting that. Some big name Democrat come in. I think so. I think that's maybe what he's okay, saying. Okay, I get that. All right, and I apologize. I just didn't get that. And All isn't
1: right. that what just just what Scott Walker was complaining about? George Soros. Uh, that story no, we had today. No, less
0: about that. More about the money. The money. It's that's not. Money. It's not about somebody coming in and having a stadium event. It's more about the money that's being spent, and it's a legitimate complaint. There's nothing. I, I don't. I don't disagree with Governor Walker about that in any kind of way. I think that that is, and that's exactly how it's going to be. I mean, for him too, there's going to be a lot of money spent on his behalf and people are lining up to dump money into that race. Um, But uh, we've already looked at some of the ad buys. They're going to be incredible, incredible amounts of money. And it's not about coming to us, frankly.
1: I just want to know who Giannis Antetokounmpo is, you know, who is he endorsing? Who is he endorsing?
0: Yeah. I think and that, his I think three brothers. <laughs> I think that you. I think that you, um, as as a um, as a non citizen, I think you take it easy, and because you never know when your number is going to be called, I think you just like, eh, I'm just going to stay low on this oh, one. Yeah, yeah. You got a green card to play basketball. You just like, stay out of the political uh, political forum. Well, I just read uh, millennia. Trump's parents
1: became U.S. citizens using chain migration. So, just
0: read that. I. I I've read a lot of things today, so I don't, some of them may or may not be true. 608-785-7914, if you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Let's go to, I don't know, Tom. Let's go to Tom next. Tom, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you
9: you had a few people talk about the bump-outs, <clears throat> the concrete yeah. abutments that they yep. build out almost into the lane of traffic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I, I would suggest that anybody who supports that, the DOT, the uh, engineers uh, from the city, or anywhere else, those people need to go. These things are dangerous. They're a hazard. They're, they're foolish, and uh, they basically make the citizens look like fools, uh, sticking concrete abutments right out smack in the middle of the road, which is a little exaggeration, but, uh, you know, bicycles and motorcycles and people are tearing tires, uh, snowpowers are shearing pins. Uh, we've, we've got to get rid of the people who think that is a good idea, and this is an example of people need to speak up. I just think uh, it's just bizarre that they do that.
0: Yeah, I, I Tom, I don't, I, I I don't, maybe I'm not as fervently opposed to them as you are. I just don't think they, I think that, and I appreciate the call, thanks so much. I think they cost more than they save. I don't, again, I, I don't know if I am, my opposition has reached the level of Tom's in relation to bump outs. I just don't, they don't make a ton of sense to me. For the, the for the reasons he cited. Snowplows. Uh yeah, I agree. Motorcycles, bicycles, all those types of things. Uh I think that they are potentially dangerous and they can wreak havoc. And I, I, I also agree that with Tom's assertion that it makes the rest of us it makes us look like fools. That we can't get across the street without uh having these bump outs. I again I, I don't know if I'm a, a bump out opponent necessarily. I just I don't and I it doesn't really cost in terms of the construction of them. I don't think it costs a lot of money. But I do think that, that they can be problematic, not only for snowplows, but just like Tom said, for some motorcycles and bicycles and everything else. That's but right. awesome for 12-year-old kids on dirt bikes. Yeah, I mean, if you're a 12-year-old kid on a dirt bike, a dirt bike yeah, it's an it's a awesome little ramp to do a bunny hop. No question about it. But other than that... I. Questionable value at best. At best, questionable value on, on on bump outs and streets. Let's go to Eric. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're
8: on. Uh, regarding this uh, Marquette Law School polls about uh, who is going to win, and they the they, um, out there. Um I think one of the elections was Mary Burke. She was that Trek bicycle woman who millionaire Stop. I think that
0: was the last one, right?
8: I, I think five. So. Yeah, that was I'm the last not sure. election. I, I don't but anyway, regard, what I'm saying is, Marquette Law School poll had her winning by six percent up to the minute before the end, before the tally came out. Then they came out and said, "Oh, well, we had that wrong. We had that wrong. We had that wrong." If you trust Marquette Law School for any polls in any election, you are a damn fool. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it's quite accurate, but um, I, I don't. I'm not a huge believer in polls, uh, way ahead of elections. Um, uh, Mandela Barnes was in the studio with us last half hour. And I, he made an excellent point that, that polls have been in, in the democratic race for governor have been consistent and they have, they've shown Tony Evers well ahead of everybody else. And, um, that has been the case since the first poll. So I have no, uh, he said he has no, reason to believe that's not the case and I I would agree with that I just don't think that that is I don't think I don't think we're going to see much change there but I it's possible see the thing is in this particular race what we haven't seen what i expected was that last surge of advertising now i know there's been a lot of a lot of candidates are focusing heavily on social media so you're not seeing a ton in television because they know that the people who are really interested in this race are the only ones that are going to be voting they know that they're going to waste their money if they spend it on tv because this is not a mass advertising focused campaign um that's why you're mostly seeing if there are ads or targeted ads uh, and that's what they're buying on on social media they're buying targeted advertising so they're directing their their recruitment to specific individuals through social media this is what mark zuckerberg has brought us ladies and gentlemen so if you're seeing a leah vukmir ad instead of a kevin nicholson ad it's because they've already determined that you're pretty likely going to get out and vote uh for uh or they're that you're a supporter of leah vukmir and now they're just pointing at you making sure that you're going to get out and vote for yeah that's how it works so, it is. It's a hell of a. It's a hell of a thing. At any rate, so what we're seeing a lot of in terms of the candidates is them spending money on that because it really is about getting butts out of chairs and to the polls on Tuesday. So, we'll see if any of that strategy works. I don't know. All right, back to bump outs. Jeff has a couple comments on that. Jeff, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on.
5: Um, my wife is blind and has a guide dog, Okay, and they are just outside the realm of any kind of training that they've, uh, any of the people have received that are visually impaired, and it's so inconsistent that she has no idea, and the dog is confused as to how to get across that street, because you just added two other segments of a street to a crossing, and there's no training to receive for somebody who's trying to get around is visually impaired.
0: Wow. Have, have you, <coughs> so, I mean, have you shared this information with people who are making decisions about putting, putting these bump outs in?
5: Uh, not yet. And, uh, we're also going to go after them.
0: Oh my gosh. All right. I, I don't know. Jeff, that dropped that call. We did not do that. I, I'm dying to know what else he's going after them for. What do you think he's going to say? I
1: think he's probably been removed from existence.
0: So Jeff's visually impaired wife struggles, and her guide dog struggles to get across streets with bump outs. Is that not the richest irony? Yeah, I mean, I and sorry, I'm sorry, Jeff. I something happened with your call. That wasn't us. Um, but strongly advocate for you. To or strongly urge you to advocate on behalf of all visually impaired people in relation to the bump outs. I mean, again, I'm not a, see if that's him. See if we can get him back. I don't know if we have, have we got We got a couple minutes. I, I, if he's available. Is that him? Two on two? Okay, let's go there. Jeff, are you back? I'm back. Okay. What were you saying? You're also going to go after them for what?
5: Okay. Uh, The new intersection up there by McDonald's. Okay. If you you drive by there on the the George Street side. Yes. A pedestrian that's trying to get across that street.
0: Yeah.
5: Has to walk into the center island in order to push the button to get the light to change. (laughs) And it's a yield sign. Okay, that is supposed to stop traffic for people in that intersection so somebody who is visually impaired will not know and they will step out because there's no button to stop that traffic.
8: Wow.
0: Holy crap.
5: And we we talked to the engineers before they put that in. We went to a couple of the meetings and they actually uh, interviewed uh, my wife um, about that, about trying to make it more accessible and they went ahead and did that and then didn't put in the talking or the lights that you know make any kind of noise so they totally blew that off and so there's no way that we can get access or she can get access by herself to any of those new trails or even to get across to go to McDonald's.
0: Yeah and you think that if you're redoing an intersection and making it trying to make it accessible that you would actually make it accessible and not actually more dangerous. That would be ideal right right and uh
5: so it was an oversight and but it was brought up at those meetings and uh i think a lot of it is because there just isn't enough people that are visually impaired and most of the time they're just trying to uh, survive and they don't have the time or the energy to go out and and fight and advocate
0: I, I completely understand. Yeah. Jeff, I gotta let you go. We gotta run. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much and thanks for sharing your story. So again, I'm I'm not a huge opponent to bump outs, but there's your there's a reason right there why they don't make a ton of sense. This is Wisdom, I'm Mitch Reynolds.
4: More for your money at Midwest TV and Appliance includes a local parts and service department with over 100 combined years of experience. The technicians at Midwest TV and Appliance are certified on most major brands. Their full parts department stocks the most needed items every day, and you can walk in or call and talk to a local...
0: I'm Mitch Reynolds, with Talk, PM and WIZM. Uh, thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. Uh, I just We just talked to Jeff uh, talking about uh, bump outs and why they're problematic for his and potentially dangerous for his visually impaired wife. Um, and I just got a text message uh, on the Better Hearing Center Talk text line saying thank you to Jeff for educating us. And I echo that sentiment. Thanks for everybody for sh- uh, showing up here this afternoon, including Mandela Barnes. Thanks, for my love, to Anna. We'll talk tomorrow right here on WISM.
9: Hi, I'm Tina, the owner of Java Vino and Absolutely Edible. My experience working with Ultra as opposed to my prior bank is just night and day. They really, really want us to succeed. I feel like they care about my business as much as I do, and I find that I have a great partner and friend in Ultra.
1: Ultra
0: Federal Credit Union can assist any business with all of its business banking needs. Visit ultra.org or call 855-490-4518 for additional information. Ultra
4: Federal Credit Union, it's where you belong. Federally